Welcome to our Clothe with the Sun daily podcast, our daily reading of scripture and meditation on the gospel. I am James Thomas. Today is Tuesday, May 9th, 2023, Tuesday of the fifth week of Easter. Today's reading is once again taken from the gospel according to St. John. Jesus said to his disciples, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you I am going away and I will come back to you. If you love me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father. For the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens you may believe. I will no longer speak much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no power over me, but the world must know that I love the Father, and that I do just as the Father has commanded me. This is quoted pretty much at every Mass we attend. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. This is one of my favorite quotes to preach about. Uh, A little bit further here, not as the world gives do I give it to you. That's crucial. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. So hard to know which direction to go in. Do we want to talk about peace or do we want to talk about not letting our hearts be troubled or afraid? I think I'd like to talk this time a little bit about the negative side, even though I do love to talk about peace. I think one of the reasons I love to talk about peace is that my conversion happened in Medjugorje. Once again, the mention of Medjugorje is not a uh, formal declaration on the part of the Catholic Church that it's been approved. Um, It's not a formal endorsement. Rather, the Church is still in the process of investigating it as a possible site of Marian apparitions, although it is certainly a shrine where a lot of great things happen. Uh, But apparently... That is the message there of the Blessed Mother. Prayer leads to peace. It's very, very simple. This was also one of the main messages of Fatima. Mary has promised in numerous places, at numerous times, that if we pray to her and if we pray the rosary, that she will come to us with the peace of Almighty God. And it's tied into the fact that she is the spouse of the Holy Spirit, and peace is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So this is something that I experienced in my initial conversion and throughout my life, prayer leading to peace. It's so simple. It's so beautiful. It is what it is. It's reality. And it's a thing that leads people to God more than so many other things. That when they give God a chance, I mean, and I guess we'll launch into it from here because I wanted to talk a little bit about anxiety, but when people spend time in prayer, the anxiety goes away. It's amazing how that works. It's a supernatural effect. It's also a psychological effect. When we are in the zone of having a dad who is the king of heaven and earth and a mom who is the queen of heaven and earth and that they are going to take care of us and provide all of our needs. When we're in that zone, when we're in that place where we're in the state of grace, where we're not in sin, where we're in union with God, 
then we feel it. It, it happens. You know, it's, it, it's just reality that we experience. It's a foretaste, a foreshadowing of heaven that we have nothing to fear. Even if all kinds of horrible things should happen, we have nothing to fear because we have God who's going to provide for us and take care of us. And that's what heaven consists of. It's going to be this great, uh, it's hard to even use the words because it's, is heaven a place? Well, we've always talked about it as a place, but it's technically not a place. Pope John Paul gave sermons on heaven, hell, purgatory, etc. before he died. And I remember at the time when these speeches were printed, people made a big deal out of it saying, Pope John Paul said heaven's not a place. Well, anyway, I'm not here to talk about heaven today, but except rather in this, to this extent that Heaven is a reality that's just all peace. It's all beauty. It's all good. It's all loving. It's all honest and truthful. There are no doubts, and there certainly are no anxieties. As I talk about anxiety a little bit today, and once again, I mean, I read that passage and I think of Pope John Paul. As soon as he's elected pontiff, he is told... Uh, don't, you know, we know you're from Poland. It's communist. Don't, don't, don't upset those communists. We, we can't take them on. Just, 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 you know, let's just try to keep up with them. Don't go, don't go doing something stupid, trying to take them down. And in his first speech as Pope and many subsequent speeches, what does he say? It's one of the themes of his papacy. Do not be afraid. Fear not. Simply repeating the words of our Lord over and over again, do not let your hearts be troubled. And he says to the communist leaders, in so many words, your days are numbered and God will win and the people of God will win. And he tells the people, do not be afraid of those that can harm the body. Do not be afraid of oppressive governments and dictatorships. For those in America right now with things going the way that they're going, do not be afraid God is so much bigger than all that, and he's got bigger plans for all of us. And you know, in the history of the world, people have been through so many horrible things. But where there is a true spirit of Christianity, guess what? People have peace. Living in anxiety is not a way to live. We only have so much time in this world. Let's live purposefully, meaningfully, and that is in union with God. And in union with God, we find peace. Now, we can also speak of anxiety as a psychological disorder. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a, you know, psychotherapist. I don't have a degree in psychology, but just a little bit of reading and talking with people uh, has led me to say, I think I'm right to say this, anxiety is not a psychosis, but it is a neurosis. Neuroses are things that we all have. They're much more common. Psychoses are uh, things that are much more serious that would require seeing a psychiatrist. Uh, anxiety, however, a lot of people have anxiety, and I recommend counseling. And as I talk about it in a spiritual context, it's not one extreme or the other. It's not that it has nothing to do with our faith because it has psychological you know, uh, connections. But it's also not that it has everything to do with our faith. Yes, there are people that maybe need their chemicals regulated, things like that. And 
Once again, as I've been talking about, and I talk about this a lot recently because of these gospel readings that we've had of Jesus telling us who he is and about his relationship with his father, anxiety, I mean, both in the world of religion and psychology, people will say anxiety is related to father issues, daddy issues. There is the crisis of fatherhood, as Pope John Paul used to talk about all the time. This is the biggest problem in the world, he would say. We forget we have a father in heaven. And we, so many people come from broken families and fathers that weren't there for them, fathers that abused them, fathers that neglected them. And very often, strong fathering leads to a lack of anxiety. It leads to a greater peace because the individual knows that they're being loved and taken care of. And when people turn to God the Father in prayer, when people spend time, for example, in adoration, it takes away anxieties. When people pray the rosary and just feel themselves wrapped up in the mantle of Mary, it takes away anxieties. Anxiety is found all throughout the Bible. Eve was having anxiety. We could say to some degree, well, God said, don't eat this fruit. Suddenly the tempter is there. Adam is not there guarding the garden, protecting his wife. She gets into this conversation with the serpent And the serpent starts to put doubts in her mind. She is having a worry, an anxiety. Oh no, what will happen if I don't eat this fruit? Never mind the fact that God just made the universe and made them and they're happy. And he's given them so much to eat. But Eve's worried about this one fruit. Well, what if I don't eat that one? That's the one that's going to give me knowledge of God, knowledge of the world. He doesn't want me to have that. So there's a fear that God is not providing Cain and Abel, there's an anxiety there. Why did God accept Abel's sacrifice and not mine? I'm going to have to kill my brother. Abram and Sarai, well, God promised we would have tons of kids. We haven't had any. So let's bring in Hagar, the servant girl, and have Ishmael. How about Moses? Lord, I'm not able to speak. Lord, I can't do this. Lord, why do you keep asking me to do these things? And then finally, striking the rock. When the Lord says, you know, touch your staff to the rock, water will come out. And Moses says nasty things to the people and then strikes the rock twice. Eventually the water does come out, but he didn't trust. So he was having anxieties. If we look at the history of the world, I mean, I just named some of the most holy people in the Bible, you know, Abraham, Moses, etc. There's other stories we could go through. But if you think of some of the worst people in the history of the world, it's just the stuff that I just talked about, but taken to the full extent. Dictators, emperors, we want to conquer the world. Why? Because we don't have enough. People that steal, people that abuse others through business. So many different examples we can give. You know, why did Hitler need to dominate the world with the German blood, you know, which was his plan? There's anxieties there, insanity going with it. But the anxiety, oh, we don't have enough. We we need to make sure that we just overcome everything, everything that could possibly be against us. Why? Well, because when I was younger, I had some rough times. So many dictators, so many people in history. I mean, that's just how far it can go. Giving into, I don't have a father. I'm not taken care of. I don't have any peace. 
So I just need to take as much as I can take. I need to kill as much as I can kill. I need to go to the full extent, to, you know, to make sure I'm provided for. And, and yet you're not provided for if you don't have the Lord. But that brings us to today. I just gave extreme examples, Abraham and Moses. But on the other hand, you know, horrible dictators and emperors, you know, the emperor Nero talk about a study and just crazy, but there was so much anxiety in there. I didn't conquer enough of the world. So what do I need to do now? Well, let's burn down Rome. And how about I read some poems and, oh no, now I have a new anxiety. They're blaming the fire on me, rightfully so. So let's blame the Christians. Anyway, the examples go on and on, but today, let's talk about today. Let's talk about your average person. What are the anxieties that people are facing? And it's so ironic. I mean, it's, it's ironic, but it's just reality. It's true. Anxiety increases as faith decreases. People don't go to church. They don't have God. There's anxiety out the wazoo. This is why everybody uh, has uh, aggressive driving, road rage. You can't drive down the road without somebody tailgating you obsessively crazy. You can't go anywhere. You can't see or do anything. You can't talk to people without there being people out of control. People just that don't have emotional uh, coping mechanisms. So they're offended by everything. Uh, People that just want to lay blame all over the place. People that want to start fights. What about just your average person? Think about it. The anxieties of, will I have enough money to provide for my family? Will this job be able to sustain me as the market shifts, as the company may go under? What about that person at work that drives me nuts? Am I going to be able to last without uh, doing something stupid, punching this person out? How can this marriage last when we don't see eye to eye, when we don't spend time together? What about my kids? Look at the friends they're hanging out with. I just found drug paraphernalia. I just found whatever, contraceptives, whatever. The list goes on and on and on. There's so many anxieties. And these lead us to make bad decisions. Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. He is with us. He's sending us the Spirit. He has conquered the world. I am inspired right now just to go back to this reading, just very briefly. Not as, I knew there was a line in here I needed to repeat. Not as the world gives, do I give it to you. That's such a key line there. Jesus gives us something that the world will never give us. I remember youth group days in high school. And I remember having a conversation with some of the youth group members. And I think we had just come back from six flags and we had just gone on roller coasters. We just had the best day of our lives as 17, 18 year olds could have. And I just remember saying, you know, this is post conversion and this is, um, you know, we had a lovely little youth group and prayer group and we spent lots of time praying and discussing things of the faith and, I just remember feeling, and and this entered into the conversation, that even the best days here on earth, great adventure, going to the beach, vacation with family, whatever you want to say, it doesn't compare to the peace that comes with prayer. It doesn't compare to it. This world has nothing to offer us if you put it up against being with the Lord. 
union with God, spending time in prayer. They don't compare. And when I say this to people, they think I'm crazy sometimes because they haven't experienced it. They don't know what it's like. And yet, if you think of yourself as a really prayerful person, that's great. But keep going because you still have so far to go. I still have so far to go to be like a St. Catherine of Siena in ecstasy for hours after communion, to be like a Padre Pio, so many others that truly knew how to pray, truly knew how to receive Jesus in communion. Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. Not as the world gives it, do I give it. Jesus is giving us something great, something incredible, and we know we have all of our anxieties and all of our fears, myself included. So many different things that we're worried about, so many things that keep us from sleeping, so many things that give us upset stomachs, and Jesus has conquered it all. And Jesus promises, as a fruit of his resurrection, my peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you. Never mind that he connects it also to the Holy Spirit. So we ask you, dear Lord, today, take away all our anxieties, please. By showing us how to have more and more faith in you, fill us with your peace, overflow our hearts and our minds with your peace, that we may experience heaven here on earth, that we may fulfill what you have called us to, and that is to truly be your children, trusting 100% Give us that 100%, dear Lord, of trust in the Father, in you, Father, that you love us, that you will provide for us, and that we have nothing to be worried about. God bless. Have a great day.